This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca, while the Rangers now on the brink. Three consecutive losses in this series, and now will face elimination for the sixth time in these playoffs. I mean, how many times can you go to the well? You're able to do it uh, a couple of, three times, actually, against Pittsburgh, but that's Pittsburgh. You did it twice against Carolina. Well, that's Carolina. But these are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and maybe you let them off the hook game three, maybe not. That's obviously a time for a discussion, but the fact is up to nothing in the series feels like a million years ago, the way that this Tampa team has played the last three and the way the Rangers have played over the last three. Give Tampa credit. They just know how to win close games. They get the last second goal in game three. They get the last minute goal in game number five. So certainly the Rangers have to look back at game four and say that that was a mismatch. That was a, that was a poorly played game that they lost four to one. But in the other two games, it came down to one shot. And Tampa got the shot and the Rangers didn't. And ended up being Palat's deflection that ends up being the game on the goal with a minute and 50 seconds to go. And a game eventually won three to one on the empty netter. But Palat's got two game winners late. And he is such an underrated player. And they're an underrated team in the sense that, yeah, I got caught up in it too. You know, you look at their regular season, you look what the Rangers have been able to accomplish. But Tampa is showing you why here they've won 10 straight series going on 11 and why they've won back-to-back cups. They just know how to win games. Sergachev, really? He ends up being the hero, the number one star of the game? Now, I think they gave him the number one star thinking he had scored both goals, but he still assisted on the game-winning goal on a shot from the point, getting what? Traffic in front. No such thing as a bad shot. That's how the Rangers got their goal from Lindgren. Out of nowhere. But the thing that's scary about what happened. I think every Ranger fan came into this game feeling like, hey, they're home. They've won eight straight at home and the the worm's going to turn again and the Rangers are in good shape. And then the Rangers score the first goal and it's midway through the game and you're thinking, okay, it's not going to be as wide open as the first two games at Madison Square Garden, but they're going to find a way here. But then it's Sergachev with a goal, Sergachev with a shot and Shesterkin was clearly screened. It was like a line of players. Lightning Ranger, Lightning Ranger right there. Just couldn't see it. And then it looks like you're heading to overtime and then Sergachev does it again, but this time it glances off a Palat. Not sure even if it didn't glance over Palat, Shesterkin would have seen it anyway and will look to be two harmless shots end up costing you the game. So you can't blame Shesterkin and we could talk about you got to do a better job of clearing the net. It just comes down to Where has the Rangers' offense gone over the last three games? They have scored a grand total of four goals in three games. Do you really think you're going to win many games, even with great goaltending, scoring four times? And by the way, three of the four goals they scored were on the power play. Uh, The first two goals in game three that gave them a 2-0 lead, and really since then, so since the midway point of the second period, since the Truba penalty, 25 seconds after the Kreider power play goal, the Rangers have scored twice. Once on the power play from Panarin when game four was pretty much over down 3 nothing late when they had a power play and they pulled the goaltender for a six-on-four and Panarin scored and a lingering goal from out of nowhere. So over the last two and a half games, the Rangers have got completely zilch 
five on five from their forwards. And that is not going to be good enough to win in this league. So, hey, the Rangers have faced elimination five times and they've gone five and oh. So you can't pronounce them dead. They still have a game on the schedule. But they're going to have to wake themselves up. They're going to have to. And we can't keep blaming, oh, well, you know, Stahl shut down the Zabanajad line. And now the Sorelli line is shutting down Mika. You got to find a way. You just have to find a way here. And I don't want to sit here and kill the Rangers because it's amazing what they've been able to accomplish this year, that they've gone as far as they've gone with 10 playoff wins. They're one of three teams out of 32 left. But you had a 2 nothing series lead, and you don't know. Nothing's guaranteed to you that you're just automatically going to be gifted an opportunity time and time again after the season. You're in the conference final. You had Tampa against the wall, and, and now you're just searching. And I'll give Vasilevsky a certain amount of credit. I think he's played much better in these last three games than he did the first two. But to me, this is on the Rangers. Inability to just get any kind of consistent quality shots on goal. I mean, I track every play for the post game, and we, we, we go over the highlights. And, and there were a couple of Vasilevsky saves, but nothing that you would say you give him a tremendous amount of credit for. He's not exactly standing on his head. And the best opportunity the Rangers had at 1-1 in the third period was a non-shot. Strom couldn't corral the puck. If he did, that's a that's a goal into basically an empty net, and the Rangers win, and it's a completely different story. But they're not finishing, and the opportunities are few and far between. So in the moment, you could have killed Cop for not taking the shot. He's on his back, and he found Strom. That's what he's supposed to do. And I don't want to kill Strom. Those things happen. But like the Kako miss against Carolina, when you're not scoring and the games are so close, those are the plays that get magnified because you don't get that many opportunities. If it was if it was one of a dozen chances in the game, or even six or seven chances in the third period, then it's then it's forgivable. Hey, you give Vasilevsky credit. Hey, it wasn't your night. But when it's the only opportunity you had and you let it slip through your fingers, it's gargantuan. Gargantuan. So what do you do? I mean, give Gallant credit. He he shifted lines around early in this series, shifted lines around in the Carolina series. I'm not sure. But I just think it comes down to your best players being your best players. And we've seen a lot from Mika in these playoffs, and we've seen a lot from Kreider in these playoffs. I can't say we've seen a lot from Artemi Panarin five-on-five. We've seen him on special teams, but it's just not clicking. And give Tampa credit, whether it's Stamkos, whether it's Kucherov, whether it's Palat, whether it's Hedman, in these three wins, their best players have been their best players. And the Rangers quieted them down in the first two games of the series, but they haven't been able to do it now, and now they're on the brink, facing elimination, and now have to go out and win. Now, can they? Sure. They won a game six in Pittsburgh on the road to stay alive and force a game seven. They won a game seven in Carolina when the Hurricanes had not lost in two months in that building. So you can't put anything past this team. But when you look at the eye test over the last three, on not just the way the Rangers are playing, but the way the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing, something's going to have to change here. And this is not a Tampa team that's going to rest on their laurels. This is not a Tampa team that's going to look past the Rangers and start you know, game planning for the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Final. They're too good for that. They're too bright for that. They're going to be focused on wrapping this up. And they're going to want to wrap it up quickly because already Colorado has got a major head start rest-wise is concerned. So 
you're you're not going to catch Tampa off guard here. If the Rangers beat the Lightning, they're going to have to beat the Lightning at their best. And that means they're going to have to bring it, and they're going to have to get more shots on goal. We need more from Kreider. You need more from Zibanejad. You're going to need more from Panarin, Kopp, Strom. Uh, the kid line was pretty much shut down over the last couple of games. No points from you know guys like Heedel and Lafreniere and um, and Kako. They're going to need all hands on deck tomorrow if they're going to force a game seven. And and even even in game seven, as we found out last night, just being at the Garden is not going to be enough then either. So a lot of heavy lifting for the Rangers. That's the bad news. The good news, there's still a game on the schedule. They still have a pulse, and we'll see what they're going to be able to give you. Now, there was some conversation about allegations that Stamkos had spit on Lafreniere at the end of the game. It certainly looked that way from the video, but listen, Steven Stamkos is not that type of player. And if you look at the video, it looks like I would assume Lafreniere, because he was the one that was underneath the pile, jerked Stamkos's jersey forward to make it look like he spit. Now, I guess we'll we'll check things out. The league will probably look at it. I uh, did not hear any comments from Lafreniere or anybody, so uh, any kind of hope that there's going to be some sort of Stamkos suspension for that. Certainly, if he did spit on him and it was clear and there was evidence, then discipline would have to come. I don't care how deep in the playoffs you are. You just don't disrespect a human being in that way. But I don't believe that it happened. So there's that. So let's march forward. Colorado sits there and waits. We got word from Jared Bednar. It looks like that both Cogliano and Kadri will be ready for game one whenever game one happens to be. And we'll probably get a clearer picture after the game tomorrow because win or lose – you know, we'll be able to have a specific date. Is there a game on the 14th for Game 7, or there is there not? So if I had to speculate at the time of this recording, if the Rangers or if the Lightning were to win Game 6, I could see maybe a Wednesday start on the 15th. Again, not knowing what building availability and all that stuff is, but the NHL usually likes that Wednesday-Saturday start to a series. Um, at least that's the way it used to be. So maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but you know, sooner than later, I think in less than a week, we're going to have a Stanley Cup final on our hands. And who it's going to involve could be determined tomorrow, could be determined on Tuesday. But either way, if it's going to be the Rangers, they've got a lot of work to do. All right, before we get to your tweets, I just want to mention the incident that happened at the end of the game yesterday with a fan. I'm not even going to say his name. Kid from Staten Island, 29 years old. Not really a kid, but I guess when you're 54 like me, anybody in their 20s as a kid but I don't want to throw kid out there as like some sort of an excuse for that type of behavior sucker punches a lightning fan in the concourse leaving Madison Square Garden knocks him out cold uh, he is facing charges and rightly so for the incident and I don't want this to be a reflection on Ranger fans or hockey fans or New York fans it's an isolated incident it happens all the time and I guess that's a problem that it happens as often as it does but what are, what, are, what are you thinking? I mean, there's, there's a couple of questions I would have. Number one, does that make you a better fan than most, that that's your reaction after your team loses a big game and a fan wants to have some fun leaving? And it didn't sound, again, we'll probably get more evidence down the road, but it didn't sound like he was directing anything towards that Ranger fan. He was just celebrating his team being away from uh, a win away from going to the Stanley Cup final. You didn't like it, and you cold cock him. Does that make you a better fan than me? 
Does it make you a bigger fan than Anthony Pusick or, or any Ranger fan out there because you knocked out a Lightning fan because I'm a big Ranger fan? No, you're a big doofus. That's what you are. I mean, listen, we all get passionate about our teams. We love our teams. We love our sports. We're disappointed when they lose. But to react in that fashion to another human being, that guy from Staten Island's lucky he's not facing murder charges. That's cement the back of his head hit. And we just saw an incident in New York just a couple of days ago of a 61-year-old man being cold cocked on the sidewalk. He fell the wrong way, split his head open, died, and now that person is facing murder charges. I mean, that could happen. If his head hit the cement the wrong way and died, is, is it worth it? Is the excuse that your team lost enough to say that it's okay that you can kill somebody? What do you expect to happen when you punch somebody in the face and they're not braced for it? There's not only the impact of being punched in the face, there's the impact of your head hitting the cement after you get knocked out. And when you're knocked out as you're falling, you don't have the ability to brace yourself. He's very fortunate that that individual didn't end up in a coma. And words come down that he's been banned from MSG for life. Perfect. That's the right thing to do. So no Billy Joel concerts. No Knicks, no Rangers, no college basketball, all done. All right, so he's banned, done. But the NHL should say, you know what? You're not allowed at the Rock. You're not allowed at Belmont. You're not allowed to drive down to Philadelphia. You shouldn't go to D.C. You should be banned from any arena. And you know what? The NBA should look at it and say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to join the forces there, too. Yankees Met should also say, hey, what's this guy's name? We're going to ban him from City Field. We're going to ban him from Yankee Stadium. Like, he should not be allowed in a, in a building where other people gather. He shouldn't be allowed to buy a ticket to anything for the rest of his life. People, for whatever reason, think that their fandom excuses them to do whatever they want. Oh, I was upset. What were you upset for? Did your mom die? Did you lose your job? Did you lose your driver's license? Oh, your team lost. Oh, okay, so I can understand why you just cold cocked somebody because your team lost a game five in the conference final. Sorry, as important as sports are and the distraction that sports are and the money that we spend and the time that we spend on rooting for our teams does not give you the right to act like that when your team loses and your team disappoints you. So good job out of Madison Square Garden. But Devils, Islanders, NHL... They should also get this guy's information, not allowed to buy him a ticket in the NHL. And if you want to go to an NFL game, MLB game, NBA game, college game, you know what? You're not allowed in there either. Maybe people will think twice about acting like an idiot in public. And the, and the shame of how many times has that happened when somebody wasn't rolling with their camera to be able to pick up on it? Luckily, there was evidence. And great job by the Ranger fans. You saw Ranger fans come to support of the victim. Other Ranger fans went and chased down the guy from Staten Island to make sure that he was detained before police could get there. So it was, it's not a reflection on the Rangers, New York, or the NHL. It's a reflection on this idiot. And hopefully he's prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I'm glad that he's been banned from MSG. And hopefully the other sports leagues do the same. All right, let's get back to your tweets. David Hines says, to answer the question you posted Tuesday about the Oilers' alternate jerseys, you echoed what I told Courtney during the series. Courtney, of course, a big listener to 
the podcast. They're awful. I don't know why they want to roll with that in the playoffs over the classic Gretzky style. Don't fix what ain't broke. I, I, I don't. I hate them. And 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 the other thing, and this is not the reason I hate them, but it's un, uh, it is it, it's a byproduct of me hating them. The new building in in Edmonton, gorgeous place. Um, I, I always was partial to Rexall Place because it was. It was an old barn, and it really held the, the noise. But the new place is great. And I've called a couple of games there, fortunate enough. But you're really far away from the ice. And even though you would think the blue and the orange contrast with the orange numbers would be easy to pick up, they're not. So it's really difficult to call. Uh, let's see. Chris says, although the elbow did not connect... And when you factor what happened in the first round, should the league consider disciplinary action against Jacob Truba? Okay, well, there was an elbow that was thrown. That's been a big topic of conversation. I've never seen anybody be suspended for throwing an elbow that didn't connect. And when you factor in what happened in the first round, what exactly happened in the first round? He hit Crosby. Just because some people, including Pittsburgh, think that it was an illegal hit means that it automatically was? Nothing's going to happen to Truba. Um, Let's see here. Vin says, Islanders should focus limited assets on a second pair D or top six winger. Basically, which should they trade for and which should they try and sign? Do you see them... Who do you see them... um, being dealt off the roster well they didn't deal anybody off the roster at the deadline so i'm wondering if they're just going to kind of keep status quo i always lean towards trying to improve the blue line oh can you imagine if this team had devin taves right uh that would be uh, amazing considering what he's doing with mccarr in colorado and they gave him away from a couple of a couple of second round picks i don't even think they got a first round pick from from the avalanche from that they got two second round picks so god can you imagine if he had been able to hang around and stay um seven says the rangers are choke artists okay well that's fine um the Tampa Bay lightning are a really good hockey team by the way so and if you're an islander fan you couldn't beat them the last couple of years and really if you're a fan of anybody whether it's montreal whether it's dallas florida who won the president's trophy that lost this year there's a lot of victims there's a lot of teams that have been steamrolled by the tampa bay lightning over the last two and a half years so choke is um is 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 strong Terrence says maybe win an ozone face-off how about a face-off in general it's amazing they they do great in the first period the last two games the rangers were dominant in the face-off dot in the first period and then get crushed the rest of the way very strange and it's not just under gallant it was the same under quinn it was the same under elaine Vigneault. it was the same going back to tom rennie i'm not sure why this team struggles as much as they do on the face-off dot seems ridiculous to me all right well that's going to do it for the friday edition uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, Monday, we may or may not know the Stanley Cup final uh, matchup because if the Rangers do find a way to win tomorrow, Game 7 isn't until Tuesday. So I'm I'm hoping by the time we get to the game completion on Saturday, we'll have a specific concrete date on when the Stanley Cup final is going to start. So I think we'll at least have that. I think we'll at least have uh, EJ Raddick to talk to. So uh, we'll do all that coming up on Monday. So enjoy the Game 6. Uh, tomorrow from Tampa, and we will reconvene on Monday. Want to get in touch with me? The best way to do that always is at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. Talk to you again on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.